Neurodiversity can be a challenging diagnosis, whether you are neurodivergent, neurotypical, or just looking to understand someone who has a diagnosis. My name is Juana Venegas, and this podcast was created to be a resource for you. We will provide tools and engaging conversations to help navigate the journey from the diagnosis to hope and create community along the way. Because by creating community, we are helping today's current kids, young adults, and also building a more inclusive world for future generations. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, whatever you are in the part of the world. I'm not in the studio. We were supposed to record in the studio. I have a little bit of a cold, so that's the reason that uh, we're doing it over Zoom. Um, I have a great ESC teacher and right here with us. So her name is Jessalyn Vernon, and um, I will let yourself to introduce uh, to everyone. Okay. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm Jessalyn. I am an ESC public teacher turned entrepreneur, special education tutor. Um, I went to the University of Southern Mississippi and studied special education and elementary education and got uh, two degrees there and an endorsement in reading. And that was all during COVID. So my first year of teaching was in the middle of COVID. And so that was very, very interesting. And that was in Mississippi. And then my husband got a job down in Florida a couple of years ago, and I worked as an ESE teacher in Wellington for a year. And that was also still a little bit during COVID, also very crazy. And it was during that year that I decided to go off on my own. So I've been doing this for about 14 months now, and I love it. <laughs> Awesome. So, so basically, you you have a company that yes. tell us a little yes. bit more about your company. Okay, so my business is Inspired Tutors LLC. It's completely virtual. So I work with children pre-K through sixth grade in their more developmental years. I just I really saw a need for tutors and support in the public schools um, with COVID and with the teacher shortages and everything, those those ESE kiddos were just not, a lot of them just weren't getting that one-on-one -on -one support that they needed. So that's kind of where my, my passion for that kind of started. And it's just, kind of flourished into a lot of different things now with the tutoring and as well as um, I do a blog and I've gotten guests to come right on my blog and with different areas of expertise and I do a YouTube video every week or mostly every week with little lessons or read alouds that children can watch and um, I'll go to IEP meetings and just try to be a resource and support really for whatever the child and the family needs. Awesome. Thank you. And then um, tell us, why do you choose um, 
neurodiverse kids why why do you like them so much or <laughs> um I mean it really it really started so I was my mom homeschooled us I grew up in Romania I'm the oldest of five children and my mom homeschooled all of us I was more of a typical learner and I love to read and learning just came pretty easy to me and then I had three younger brothers who um had various struggles with ADHD, dyslexia, and um, and just they they struggled in, in school. And so my mom was always doing a lot of research, trying to figure out how best to help them. So I knew in high school that I wanted to go to school at least for education. When I got there, they I didn't realize it at the time I was talking to my advisor and they offered a dual program to where I could come out having two degrees. And because I had started with elementary K through six and they were like, if you take an extra summer semester, you can get the special education K through 12. And I, I wasn't exactly sure what all of that meant, but I, was like, sure, I want two degrees in four and a half years, you know? And so once I started with the student teaching and actually getting to go into the schools and getting to go into the ASD units and the inclusion classrooms and everything, I just, I fell in love with those kids that work. I feel like they were sometimes kind of looked over and they weren't given as much attention or they were treated almost as less than, especially in the inclusion classes, because they would get pulled out for their therapies and they weren't considered a typical kid, you know? And I just, I, I wanted to work with them. I loved sitting, you know, working one-on-one -on -one because they just needed, some of them just need just that extra one-on-one -on -one support from from a teacher or something. And so that's really why I saw that they needed that. And I just fell in love I, from that, from starting with the student teaching, I knew that I didn't want to just go be a regular elementary teacher. I wanted to, to work with the special kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually the, the ESE, if we can, say say more about it it's like exceptional what are exceptional this? student education yeah yeah so it's not like the special kids it's like the exceptional because exceptional yeah because when you have a dyslexic kid or when you have a dysgraphia kid or even a kid in in autism I don't know you you're the teacher you know more but like you have to get out of the box in order to teach the child right yes uh, yeah. because you know when I was most teachers when they uh, when they teach they're given you know a list of they're given lesson plans and they're given exactly what they have to teach right well the two different schools that I worked at I didn't I was I was an ESE teacher technically in Florida and then an inclusion teacher in Mississippi and you're not given anything. They tell you, you know, basically, you know, follow the child's IEP and then 
figure it out. But I really liked that freedom because then I could figure out what the child's interests were, what their strengths and weaknesses were, and find activities and lessons and stuff based on that and really individualize it. So. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so um, how, how do you contact, like, how do you make them to focus? Because you do your, your tutoring online. So how do you, how do you reach them? How do you um, approach them? Again, it's very individualized. It really depends on the child, the age, the if they have ADHD or not. And I really, I really try to take the time to get to know them and kind of what makes them tick, what they would like to work for, work for, work towards. And just with us talking about that with your son over the last year, I've actually started using that with other children and the parents the parents love it they think it's it's great just having them you know if we can work for 15 minutes and then take a break and then work for 15 more minutes then there's some type of incentive at the end and then also I mean obviously there's a time and place for worksheets and and doing work and stuff but I really try you know, at the beginning or at the end or one of the days if we're working consecutively throughout the week to have some videos or maybe work it into a game and just figure out that really seems to help with the focus. And then obviously there's a lot of patience involved because sometimes they just need to sit and think and you like repeating it and repeating it the same way is just going to stress them out. And so I, I go in with the expectation that, okay, we might not get 10 questions completed. Sometimes we only get two or three, but as long as they're understanding it and we're doing something, then I think that's what's important. That's so cool that you today. say thank you that's so cool that you said that like every every child is unique and they learn in the different in in a different way and that the part the parents need to be involved in that process so we didn't disclose that yet but yes you are minus tutor <laughs> <laughs> so i i met jocelyn through a what you might call it? What what would you say that our group is? The um, the anti-networking anti <laughs> support group for entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes. Um, which is called IPP. And then I was like looking for a tutor actually, and prices out there for a tutor are are pricey. When you said, Oh, I'm a I'm a ESC teacher and also a tutor and I was like oh, oh Nirvana yes I found her and just I want to thank you because you have been to every party you have been in the IEP meetings you have been there for Manu which is 
I mean, there is no words to say more than thank you for that. Well, we've really helped each other out and worked together on on a lot of things. And I honestly use your family as an example to other families about what collaboration and teamwork should look like. Because, I mean, you guys have the teachers and the therapists and, you know, everybody knows everybody and everybody's communicating and making sure that everybody's on the same page for his best interest. And I think that's why he's so successful because, you know, because that, that, that's that's very important you know I I tell parents you know you can't just send your child to school and then just expect the teachers to do everything if you're not communicating with the teachers and you're not also doing your part at home and making sure that you guys are a team because sometimes teachers get you know upset with parents and there's miscommunications and sometimes vice versa because the parents don't know what's going on in the school. And so the the communication and the collaboration are very, very important. And you guys do that very well. Thank you. I do. <laughs> we try. <laughs> so um, do you have um, any invitation to, for parents? Like, just like you said right now, for example. Something to say. Uh -huh, to participate more in the kids' education, um, how can they do that, and stuff like that? I mean, just being, being present and, you know, at the end of the day, for the most part, parents and teachers and therapists all want the child to succeed and want them to do their best. So having that open communication with the teachers on the first day of school, you know, and making sure you know how to contact them. And because that's what, you know, I've, I've been in the school and yes, teachers are very busy and they have a lot of kids to deal with. At one point I had over 60 by myself and, you know, but I really did try to take the time to you know, reach out to those parents, especially when their child had a really good day. You know, if I pulled them for a test or we were working on something and they just had a really good day, sometimes I would just, you know, when I'm at bus duty, I would just like call up the mom or the dad really quick and just let them know. And that makes a really big difference. And I'm sure you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, but just, you know, we're all on the same team. There doesn't need to be sides or anything. So just keeping that communication open and knowing that there's nothing wrong in getting a little bit of extra help. Tutoring, you know, can sometimes have a bad reputation, you know, or my, my kids in tutoring. So that means they're, they have all F's or or something like that. And I try to look at it a little bit differently. You know, we're, you know, preparing them for the future. And there's 
sometimes, like I said before, you know, that child just needs a little bit of that one-on-one -on -one time. Because when you're sitting in a classroom and the teacher's talking to you, the teacher doesn't have enough time to go to every single student and make sure that they understand. And kids are going to, in a group of 30 kids, there's going to be a lot of unique needs and different types of learners. And so tutoring and support like that can, can be really helpful, especially for the child's self-confidence. So when, when you say like the different types of learning, what do you mean by that? Well, there are like, I guess it would be called scientifically proven, you know, there's, I don't even know the number different. So I, I qualify technically as a visual learner, which is usually the typical learner. So I need to see everything. I have lists and notebooks and everything all across my desk because I need to write it down. I need to visualize it. And then I remember it and that's how I process and retain information. Um, one of my brothers is what you would call a kinesthetic learner. And so he needs to move. We used to, my mom used to have like this big exercise ball and he would literally lay on it upside down while he's reading or whatever he was learning at the time and because he couldn't sit still or he would sit on it and bounce up and down and that's what helped him um one of my other brothers we were basically all of the different types of learners none of us were the same and one of my other brothers was auditory so anything that he could get in an audiobook and i used to be i used to be so jealous of him because i would sit there and write pages of notes and you know everything like that and then he wouldn't study or anything he could you know just listen to it and then he would he would do great um and then there's those are the main ones and then there's um the more like math and science minded and the more you know the arts minded and that's kind of you know the way that the way that you learn but um but yeah usually kids are going to fall into one of those one of those categories in some way or another so how can parents uh, learn more of how the kids learn you can as de depending on where you're if your kids are in public school or homeschooled or whatever i mean working with them at home on their homework and everything and just kind of I mean, you can also just kind of test it out too. If your child hates writing and reading and, you know, what you basically have to do in school and you have to read a textbook and you have to write and everything, if they really hate that, I would recommend, you know, trying to either read it to them, find an audio book and see if, if that's how they do it. Um, if, you know, they're bouncing up and down, they have, you know, ADHD and stuff like try to make it fun and, you know, let them stand up. Learning doesn't have to be sitting down in a desk for eight hours a day, you know, let them stand up and walk around, let them 
sit on a bouncy ball and and do it that way and just you know try things out ask the teacher you know kind of what they're doing when they're sitting in a desk all day are they you know fidgeting a lot you know I have all all types of fidgets that you know I would give my kids that they could just kind of play with under the desk and that was the best incentive you know they would do anything to be able to come to my classroom and get one of those little fidgets as long as you know they understood that it was something you know to not to be distracting but just to have something to do with your hands yeah. so does that kind of answer your question yeah it does answer it thank you so much and do you have any any invitations or any for your teachers themselves teachers i don't know they're they're doing the best they can um but i think the same with the the communication let you you know let the parents know that you're you're doing you have your the child's best interest in mind and what i used to do is if the child had any outside therapies or outside tutoring or anything i would try to make sure that i was in contact at least a little bit once or twice with those people to try and make sure that everybody's on the same page and asking them okay well how are they and this was also in preparation for iep meetings and and everything like that and um just asking them how they are in those different settings so when they are doing work or reading at home is it the same as when they're in school is it the same when they're in tutoring or are they acting different in in every area but yeah communication that's really all i can i can think of right now but awesome. <laughs> thank you and how can people find you if they need um a tutor um i'm on a lot of different platforms and it's all just inspired tutors so my youtube channel and i always have a link to my website on there it's just inspired tutors um my instagram is at inspired tutors and so it's got it my logo <laughs> is the is the profile picture um and i post updates updates on there about you know what we're doing what i'm doing what i'm posting videos blogs resources stuff like that and then my website is inspiredtutors.org and okay. my email is jessalyn at inspiredtutors.org so lots of different ways if you get to my website it'll all be on there so <laughs> awesome so thank you so much for this time and thank you so much for what you do it takes a, a really patient and loving person which you are <laughs> because you. I have met you um <laughs> so any anything else any last words that you would like to share I don't think so I appreciate this and I appreciate you guys so much and Manu I love Manu mm. and I just thank you for all of your support oh thank you have a great day <laughs> all right bye bye Thank you so much for joining today. And remember, if you have any questions or comments, please email me at juanav at 
have an awesome day and see you next time.